America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's 50 Cent. And I'm Charlie Webster. This is Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down a drug lord. Season 2. Hi, it's Charlie Webster here, host of Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down a drug lord. I know you guys have been waiting for Season 2, and I've got some really good news. It's coming out next week. But as we've been putting the finishing touches together on the new season, a huge development just happened and I wanted to bring you up to date. If you remember, whilst I was recording with the Flores family in the safe house, they found out that Jay and Pete's older brother, Armando, had cooperated with the feds to provide evidence that implicated their wives, Val and Viv, in a money laundering conspiracy. There was a lot of upset in the house and the realisation that the wives might end up serving prison time. The information Armando gave was related to the twins' drug debts that were collected when Jay and Pete went to prison back in 2008. The debts were outstanding money that was owed to the brothers for drugs. It was collected by Val, Viv and Armando. Some of the money was handed over to the government But there was more that the government claimed they didn't know about that Val and Viv used to live off. The government indicted Val and Viv 
in 2021. Last year, the wives filed a motion to dismiss the money laundering charges, arguing that they were promised immunity as part of the twins' cooperation deal. A hearing was held and Judge Matthew Kennelly spent two days listening to evidence from both sides. He denied the motion to dismiss the charges. The wives were left with the choice to either go to trial or plead guilty. Partly due to a concern around negative public perception, the wives decided not to go to trial and pleaded guilty. On July the 17th, Viv was sentenced to three and a half years in prison and required to pay a $504,858 forfeiture. On Monday the 25th of September, Val headed to the courthouse in Chicago for her sentencing. The government had requested a five-year sentence. Instead, after hearing Val's testimony, Judge Kennelly gave her the same sentence as Viv, three and a half years in prison and a $504,858 forfeiture. I jumped on the phone with Val on Monday afternoon, straight after her sentencing. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just, um, I feel like I'm just glad it's over with. I needed it to be done. And I just, yeah, I'm so happy. I just, I got it over with. But I feel like I, I don't know. It's bittersweet, right? And um, I'm just happy that, you know, I got it over with. You know, in court, I apologize to my children, you know, for the pain I caused. And I just, regret putting them through this again i've been through so much already especially with their dad being away for all them years and having to go through that so you know now it's like i feel like it's different when it comes to mom you know especially since they've had me for so many years and i kind of had to be mom and dad when jay was away and so now it's like I won't be there and I just feel like it's going to be really hard for them. But I feel really blessed with the time that I did get because I got three and a half years and I feel like that was a blessing for me. I'm really just trying to be positive and I just want to, I really want to put this behind me and I know we're going to get through this. I know that, you know, our family is very strong and I feel like our bond is unbreakable and I think that, you know, it's only going to make us stronger. And I know one day we can definitely put this behind us and finally just start over and, you know, with our new lives. It's just a lot. It's definitely a lot. And, but at the end of the day, I just feel like it makes us stronger. I feel like we grow, we've grown so much um, from everything that we've been through. And I feel like I just wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't gone through all the ups and downs and all the struggles. And I feel like I do realize, I do realize the mistakes that I've made. And I do honestly um, understand why I got the three and a half years. And um, I feel that when I was in court, just listening to the prosecutors and listening to the judge, 
I do understand and I do take accountability for my mistakes for sure. And I did take accountability for money laundering. And I did say that this is what I did. And I think that was very honorable for me to get up there and gracefully say that, you know, everything that I'm being charged with, I did do that. However, I did believe that I had immunity. And so I think that that made the difference, whether the government agrees with that or not, or just going to agree to disagree. But at the end of the day, as far as the crime I committed, I did definitely money launder. And I did say that in a different understanding of what I was doing. And to be honest, Charlie, I just hope that like by sharing my story, you know, I just want to bring awareness to like other women that have like walked in my shoes and that have, that are going through this. And sometimes you're living that life and it's like a really fast lifestyle, right? And you don't realize, um, you don't realize the consequences that comes with this life. And I think that, you know, I'm hoping that they, you know, other women can make better choices than I did because I feel like I did make a huge mistake and I just feel bad that, you know, my kids are going to suffer because of it. And I feel regretful that, you know, they're going to have to go through this all over again because they've been through so much already. What do you think now about the fact that the government pursued you like this? Um... To be honest, Charlie, I feel like I was really upset. I felt like I was being targeted. I felt like um, I felt like they wanted to make an example out of me, which is hurtful. The prosecutors that are in charge today of the case, you know, I just like they're doing their job. And I know that if they were, you know, the prosecutors back then, when my husband was um, was cooperating, I feel like things would have been a lot different. And I feel like everything would have been a lot more clearer to the point where I wouldn't have made certain decisions and I wouldn't have made these bad choices. And so... Um, I'm not upset and I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I honestly do understand that this was not okay with them. But I feel like it's different today than what it was. I wish that the prosecutors today were there back in 2008 because everything was like, everything was smoking mirrors, you know? I mean, you know, we're speaking just after your sentencing, so I can imagine it's not really... I don't know how much it sank in, but how do you feel about and how are you going to cope with prison? Is there anything you've thought about? And has it come up in your head about your own safety? Definitely, Charlie. Like, when I was in court today, it's like we had to put on the headset and they had to basically you know, blur the channel so no one can hear what the judges talk, what the judge is saying to us. And there was things that need to be taken out of my report that had to be redacted, of course, where I would be serving my time was definitely one of those issues. Um, 
But I must say that it is scary, more so of just the fact of being alone. And I think that's what scares me, you know, just, you know, it's, it's really hard to just, you know, do your time alone. And I think that's the part that scares me the most. Even working with you and like just having these hard conversations, I was never used to that, Charlie. And I think that by doing so, I was able to really open up and tell my story. And I think it really made a difference. So, and I think that in season two of our podcast, I think that, you know, the listeners are going to hear a lot more of our stories in depth and hopefully they too can understand, you know, what we've been going through. They might not agree, but at least they'll understand our journey for sure. There's so much more to the Flores family story. Join us for season two as we take you on the 15-year journey from the day the twins handed themselves in right through to now and find out how they got to this point. 50 and I are really excited to share the new season with you. Make sure you hit follow to be notified as soon as it drops on October the 4th. In the meantime, we've just dropped a little episode in your feed so you can catch up on everything that happened last season. And check out the trailer for a sneak peek at the new season. Can't wait to see you on October the 4th. Surviving El Chapo, The Twins Who Brought Down a Drug Lord, Season 2, is hosted by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and me, Charlie Webster. Produced by myself and Jackson McLennan. Assistant producer and research support by Casey Hertz. Edit and sound design by Nico Palella. Theme music and original score by Ryan Sorensen. It's executive produced by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and me, Charlie Webster. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson presents a Lionsgate Sound and G-Unit Audio production exclusively for iHeart Podcasts. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa And I'm Mala We are the creators of Locatora Radio A radiophonic novella Which is a fancy way of saying A, a podcast. podcast Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9 Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen We're older, we're wiser And we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again And getting to the heart of our stories We're going places we've never gone before And we're bringing you along with us With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.